Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So we started a new series three weeks ago titled As in Heaven. And uh, we are looking at how we find the perfect, complete will of God. That's pretty important, I would say. Uh, We need to find God's will for our lives. That should be a top priority for all of us. Amen. Of every Christian should be a top priority to find God's will. What does he want? Not, Not our way, but his way, right? As we always say around here, the theme song of hell is I did it my way. But the theme song of heaven is I did it God's way. So we want to find his way, which means we find his will. What does he want, right? You could, you could, you could uh, give the illustration of a, a boss at work, right? What does the boss want me to do? <laughs> Not do, what do I want to do, right? The boss said, vacuum the carpets today. And you said, well, you know what? I'm going to paint the walls today. And the boss said, why are you painting the walls? I said, vacuum the carpet. Well, I just, you know, I just thought they needed some paint. Oh, did you? Well, I wanted the vacuums. I wanted the carpets vacuumed. That was your directive. That was my will as the boss that you vacuum the carpets. Yeah, but, you know, I didn't feel like vacuuming the carpets today. Oh, my, I could go into some stories right there. <laughs> yeah, as some of you know, I, I managed 7-Elevens for 12 years. So, woo, I dealt with that a lot. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you not doing what I asked you to do? Well, they didn't care about my will. And you have to care about the will of who's in charge, right? And God is in charge. (laughs) So we should care what he says. Amen. We are not in charge. And and if God God is not in charge of your life, I suggest you highly uh, uh, get that changed immediately. Amen. If God is not in charge. Because when God is in charge, he'll tell you to do something, not, not because it hurts you in any way. He'll tell you to do something because it's going to help you. That's a good place for an amen right there. <laughs> he'll tell you to do something because it's going to help you. It's going to get you to where you're supposed to be. And that is his will. And so when we follow his will, come on, there is blessing when we follow his will. When we do his will, when we want God's way and not our way. So what happens when we find God's will? We do it. Amen. Many Christians have no plan to do God's will. They just want to hear about God's will. It's called itching ears. They want to hear some more. But I just need to hear some more. I just need to. Yeah, we need to hear some more. We need to hear some more and then do it. (laughs) We hear it. We do it. We hear it. We do it. We hear it. We do it. The doers of the word are blessed. The, the ones who hear only are deceived, James, self-deceived. You self-deceive yourself when you hear the word and you don't do it. And that will get you down a bad road, right? That'll get you down a bad road because you are deceived. And what's the problem with being deceived? Oh, you don't know you're deceived. That's the big problem with being deceived is you are in darkness and you don't see it because you're deceived. So 
the best way is just to continue with God, do what he says. Okay, God, yep, God, yep, God, you're right, God. Yep, 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 yep. All the way to the end. Amen. That's the best way to live. That's the best way. God set it up that way. That's what he's asked every person to do. Just say, yes, God, you're right. Yep, yep. Okay, yep, I'll go along with that. Yep, you said it. Okay, here I go, God. Yep, I'll do that. You betcha, no problem. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, right? He wants our yes, sir. Because he know, he's trying to get us to the right place. So we find God's will, we do it. Come on, whatever he asks, we say yes. If he says go to Iowa, you go to Iowa. Whew. That's part of my testimony. So those of you who don't know. But we went to Iowa. Why? Because God asked us to. Right? Amen. So we find God's will and we do it. That's the least that we should do. Amen? Amen. The least. Is whatever God says, that's the least that we should do is say, okay, I'll do that. Come on. We, we, we are bond servants. Remember we talked about that a few weeks ago? Bond servants of Christ. We are his. We belong. We have been, we have been bonded to him. And we are servants. We, we belong to Christ. So whatever he says goes. And that's the will of God. So we're going to head back into Romans 12 where we've been in this series right at the beginning. We started Romans 12, 1 and 2. These, these, these two verses are so loaded. I mean, I, you could preach on these verses for a year. But, and we, we just might, right? No. <laughs> Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, or in view of the mercies of God, when we see how, God, how good God is, come on, when we see how good he is, he says that you present your bodies. Like we just said, the least we should do. This is the least we should do for God, who is full of mercy toward us. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Come on, that's what we should be doing. That's just the reasonable thing, right? That's just reasonable for what God has done for us. Verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Of course, we're talking about the will of our Father. And so a couple of things out of here again, we should not be conformed to the world system. The world, right? I call it the world system because there is a system <laughs> in this world. And the system is, wants to take us right to hell. The world system wants to take us right down the sin river. But being conformed to the will of God is not it, that... He says, do not be conformed, right? Do not be conformed. That is not the will of God that we're conformed. So, so we find something that is not the will of God. We're talking about how to find the will of God. Well, we find something that is not the will of God right there, right? We are not to be conformed to the world, right? If we're conformed to the world, God's saying, no, that's not my will for you, right? If we're going down Sin River, God's saying, no, that's not my will. If we're going down the world system river, God's saying, no, that's not my will for you. Do not be conformed to this world. Come on now. Which means we don't need to listen to the world's lies. You better be, you better be very cautious of what you are listening to. Come on now. Because what we listen to is going to get in us. 
I'm very, very cautious of what I listen to. I'm talking in all fronts, every front. Amen? All fronts. I, people say, well, if it's, if it's a preacher preaching, it's certainly good. No. No, no, no. There are preachers I will not listen to. Will not. I will not even turn them on. Will not. I won't because, because I have listened to them before and I said, no, 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 no. You are taking me down the wrong river and I don't want to go down that river. Hello. So you better be very cautious of what you're listening to because one day you'll wake up and you go, how did I get here? Well, you listened to the wrong thing and you took the wrong steps and now you're in the wrong place. Hello. No, the world wants us to conform. Conform to their standards, right? Like I said last week, mold us like a jello. They want to mold us into their ways. Woo! Go down Sin River. No, we need to go upstream with Jesus because going upstream, right, the narrow path, we've been talking about the narrow path. There's a narrow path that leads to heaven. There's a narrow path that leads to life. Jesus said it. And he said, the broad is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow, right, this, this, this aisle is a great example. Narrow is the path that leads to life. The, the world is everything outside of that aisle. Come on. It's easy to go down any other pathway, right? Easy. But one way, one narrow path leads to life. And that's where we want to be, amen? That's the perfect will of God right there. The narrow path to life. We got to find it, amen? We got to find it. Now, tolerating the sin of the world is not what Jesus taught, contrary to what people teach today, many teach today, right? Well, you just got to tolerate. No, 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 no. We're we not to tolerate sin. Hello? Tolerate. We just got to, no. We always love the sinner, right? I don't, I, don't, I don't care who comes in here that's, if they're full of sin, right? I'm going to love on them. I'm not going to love their sin. I'm not going to say, well, you do, yeah, you can continue in that. That's just fine with God. No, if it's not fine with God, you say, that's not fine with God. <laughs> Hello? We don't tolerate sin. Jesus did not tolerate sin. What did he say? Go and sin no more. To the lady caught in adultery, right? Go and sin no more. He didn't say, yeah, go ahead and go commit some more adultery. It's fine because I've forgiven you. Hello. That's what a lot of the church teaches nowadays. It's sick. Just go, just go commit adultery again because you're forgiven. No. He said go and sin no more. We don't tolerate sin. We love the sinner, but we want them to be filled up with the fullness of God. We want them to come into the fullness of God. We want them to walk with God. Come on. We, we, we all want to be there. We all want to be walking that narrow path and we want to bring everybody in with us. Down that narrow path, come on, filled up with the fullness of God. And, and we're walking down that path together. It's okay to say, you know, to your brother or sister privately, amen, um, what you're doing is not right. Right? You see something in your brother or sister and you're like, that's not godly. 
it's okay to say, that's not godly. Privately. Amen. It's fine to say that. Now, pastors, we get to do that more often. <laughs> that's, that's part of our main responsibility, right? Say, wait a second, wait, wait, we're going the wrong path here. We need to get a little adjustment made right here. Come on, just make this adjustment. Get back on that path. Get on that narrow path. We need to make a little adjustment right here. We don't tolerate the sin and just say, yeah, go ahead. And remember Paul in, in uh, uh, well, let's see, it's second Corinthians, first Corinthians. He, he, he talks about the man who's, who's uh, committing adultery with his uh, stepmother. I think that was, I think that's what it was. And he said, uh, he said, this is, Man, even the Gentiles don't even do this stuff. And this is in the church. And he said, there needs to be repentance here. He didn't tolerate sin. He said, this needs to be fixed. This needs to be corrected. And then he said, I'm going to turn this man over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. So that his spirit will be saved in the day of salvation. What is he saying? It's obvious if you read it plainly as I do it's obvious right if you continue down this road you're going to lose your salvation because he said that your spirit may be saved unto the day of salvation I am going to pray that Satan can take you out now Because you're headed down sin road and you, you, you are headed in the wrong direction and if you keep going that way you are going to be lost forever so he turns a man over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. Sounds like a real toleration of sin there, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, just keep on committing that adultery. Just keep on going that way. You're fine. You're forgiven. Is that what he did? <laughs> well, we go up there a long time, can't we? <laughs> Come on now. I like the truth. Don't you like truth? I can't stand it when I hear preachers saying things that aren't true. I'm just like, please, please, stop, stop, just stop, just quit, go home. Just go home now, come on. Don't preach junk, amen? We are not to tolerate sin. We are to repent of sin. Jesus taught repentance. Repent, repent, and go and sin no more. Come on. We should also teach repentance. Why? Because like I said, tolerating sin, we're going to end up on the wrong road. And as the man that Paul had to turn over to Satan, I'll tell you what, I, I don't want to be turned over to Satan for the destruction of my flesh. Come on. I want to walk with God. I can't understand people that want to just... Just, well, I just want to do this. I just want to live in this sin. I just want this sin. I just want to be part of this sin. I just going to keep this sin. Why? Amen? Why do you want to, why are you saying I want to on purpose live in sin as a Christian? Now, as I've said many times, I know we as Christians make mistakes and mess up, right? But what do we do when we mess up? We put our face in the carpet and repent. Amen? We don't go, oh well. I'm covered. I'm covered by God's grace. We, we put our face in the carpet and we repent. 
I don't care what it is. If you feel, if you feel in your heart, you know in your heart, I should say that's a better word probably, you know in your heart you've gone against God's ways, you don't say, oh well. Oh well. No. As I was just talking about words a few minutes ago, right? I was talking about words. If, if you know the words you spoke were wrong and hurtful, you don't say, oh well. Hello? Oh well. No. You know, uh, 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 if you have a real heart after God, come on. If you have a real heart after God, after God's will, after God's heart, you will notice those words coming out of your mouth. Come on. And you will say, oh my, that was wrong. And that was ugly. And I should not have said that. Come on. And of course, if you need to apologize to the person, apologize, amen? If you need, and then, and then you should, right? Should, not just say, oh well. Come on, get your face in the carpet <laughs> and repent. What does that show? Humility. You realize who's in charge. You realize he's the one in charge and he has the final say on everything and he is the judge of every man and woman. He is the judge. He is the judge, not anybody else. And so I want to be right with him. And I'll tell you what, you will not, someone just put this on Facebook and I, I was already commenting on it during, during the, right before service. And it, it, he wants to walk in sin. He wants to walk in sin and be a Christian. I'm like, you, that's not Bible. You don't, you don't, you don't say, oh, well, you say, I repent of that. I put on, I get my face on the floor because I, I did wrong in the sight of God. Come on, you with me? I tell you what, that would solve a lot of problems in our earth and in our, in our, in, our, in the church as a whole, right? If Christians would take their sins seriously. Well, you know, it's just sin. Sin is what put Jesus on the cross. It's not just sin. It's the ugliest thing that there is. Hello? It is disgusting. And in God's nostrils, sin stinks. And when, when we commit sin, and we've known we've committed sin, we don't say, oh well. Hello? Because it is disgusting in the nostrils of God. He is perfect. He is holy. He is righteous. Come on. And, and, and not that we've lost our salvation at all as a child of God. But when we realize we've messed up, we repent of that. And we don't take it lightly. So much of the church world today, well, you know, it's no big deal. I'm just, you know, just, I'm saved. Get your act right in here first. Amen. It's got to come from here. Amen. If you put an act on the outside, then it's just a Pharisee, right? Jesus said to the Pharisees, you're just a whitewashed wall. You look good on the outside, but on the inside, you're a mess. Hello? So on the inside, come on, we get right on the inside. How do we know if we're right on the inside? Oh, we want to please God. 
We want to please our Father. We want to know God. We want to know Jesus just like Paul. We want to know Jesus and Him crucified. We talked about the men's breakfast. We want, Paul, Paul's heart was to know Jesus and Him crucified. He had a heart after God. How do we know? How do we know? We, 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 we know we are serving the Lord. We know we are, you know, a lot of people say, how do I, how do I know if I have lost my salvation? I, a lot of people say, I feel like I've lost my salvation. How do I know if I've lost my salvation? It's easy. Is your heart after God still? Do you want to know him? Are you after him? Are you seeking after him? Do you want to know God? You know then. <laughs> Come on now. You know in your heart of hearts. Yeah, you messed up on the outside, but on the inside, you're like, God, I love you. Come on. That's how you know. You did not lose anything. If you are after God, you repent of sin. You say, I, you don't like sin. Amen? You don't like sin. Why? If you like sin, we got a problem. You're a Christian and you like sin? That doesn't make any sense. I like it. No. When we see sin and on the inside, we're like, no, I don't like that at all. Come on now. It's like the guys cussing at the gas pump. I told you about it a few weeks ago. I got out of my car and, and these guys are cussing up a storm. I mean, like I've never heard cussing. I'm like, I mean, it was just constant doom, 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 back and forth. I'm like, wow. <laughs> well, I don't hate the sinners, right? But I, I, I hate the sin because it's hurting my heart and I don't like it in my heart and my, I don't like that. If you're sitting there at the gas pump and you like that, you got a problem, right? There's a problem. Because not that you're hating the people at all, amen? Love the sinner, hate the sin. On my heart, I'm going, oh, that's, oh, that's so, ooh, taking God's name in vain again and again and again and again. And you're like, whoo. If that doesn't bother us, there's something wrong. That's something wrong. And that's just, you know, that's just one little, that's just one example. We could go through, you know, all kinds of examples of sin. But my point is, I'm off on a whole nother rabbit trail. (laughs) But sin is not to be tolerated. Sin is not to be liked by any Christian. And sin is not to be, well, it doesn't really matter because I'm forgiven. No, Jesus paid the highest price to forgive us of all sin. And we don't say, now I can go sin some more because I'm forgiven. No, we say, I am forgiven of sin and I never want to sin again. Not that we won't, but I never want to. We are not sinners, by the way. We talk about them as breakfast today. We're children of God in Christ. We're saints of God. We're not sinners. We're saints. Amen? But when we mess up as a saint, we repent. And we don't take it lightly. Whew, come on now. This could be a long one. (laughs) We are also to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That's right there. Transform by the renewing of our minds. And of course, this goes into what we were just talking about, right? 
If we realize sin is not the, this sin is, this, this thing we're doing, whatever it is, is not the will of God, well, then we stop it. <laughs> Amen? If it's not the will of God, we stop it. Because if it's not the will of God, it's sin. <laughs> what, what, what is sin? In a good definition, sin is missing the mark. Sin is simply missing the mark. God has a perfect mark, a perfect bullseye, right? We've been using this as the perfect will of God. God has a perfect bullseye to hit, boom, right? Sin is missing the mark, missing the bullseye. And that's why all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Because no one has lived a perfect life except one. Hallelujah. And we identify with him. We are in him, right? But, and we are forgiven. Absolutely forgiven. Amen. But we don't take anything lightly when we find out that it's not God's will. We renew our minds and say, wait a second. <laughs> why, why are we transformed? Because we start being more like Christ. Transformed. Metamorpho in the Greek, right? We talked about this many times. Caterpillar turned to a butterfly. That is a major transformation. And notice this happens after salvation. That just gave me. This happens after salvation. So after salvation, you still can be conformed to the world. After salvation, you still cannot renew your mind. <laughs> but you're not going to find the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So this comes after salvation. And he's warning us as Christians, right? Right? First, first, in verse 1, we're, not supposed to, we're supposed to present our bodies a living sacrifice, right? Verse 1. We present our bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God. That is our reasonable surface. And do not be conformed to this world. Who's he talking to? Christians. Come on now. Christians need to be transformed still. We transform by the renewing of our mind and we go from the caterpillar to the butterfly, which means we are conformed to the image of Christ. That's a good place for an amen. <laughs> and as we renew our minds, guess what we're going to do? We're going to find that complete will of God. And that, that word perfect is a little misleading to us in, in English because we just think perfect, right? That means complete. You, you complete the will of God. You find the complete will of God for your life. Not just the good, not just the acceptable, the complete. Come on now. I remember one minister I've followed for years. He's gone to heaven now. But he said, after he'd been pastoring for 16 years, if I believe I got the a years right on that, he'd pastored for 16 years. And the Lord told him, you're now going to teach uh, you're going to be uh, uh, traveling and teaching. And he said, and now you are beginning the first phase of your ministry. He said, I, I felt like the Lord just slapped me upside the head. He had pastored for 16 years. And the Lord said, you're now beginning your first phase of ministry. What was I doing before that, Lord? He found the complete will of God. And he walked in that complete will of God for another, I don't know how many years, 40, 50 years. But if he doesn't do what he was supposed to do in the beginning, he doesn't take the first steps. Come on, he's not, he's walking in the good. Come on, 
He's walking in the acceptable, and God says, now you're ready for my complete will. Ooh, if we don't take those first steps, we don't get ready for the complete. If we don't renew our minds uh, uh, through the years of waiting, then we don't get to the complete. Hello. And we walk in the incomplete, right? If there's a complete, there's an incomplete. You ever get an incomplete on your papers? <laughs> I got a few incompletes. <laughs> It's a long story, long story. <laughs> I was a good student most of my student time in high school. Then I started going downhill because I didn't care anymore. And then, and then I got saved after my first year in college. Whew. And that changed everything. Amen? Christians should be the greatest students there are. Amen? Why? Because we got the mind of Christ. We're the smartest people around. Come on now. I would have had a whole different school experience if I had been born again. Chemistry would not have been... Oh, I hated chemistry. <laughs> oh, I hated chemistry. And, and uh, pre-calculus. I was just... I'm like, I just don't. But if I had been a Christian, born-again Christian, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. No problem. I'll get it. I'll get that. No problem. A on the test. Come on. Another A. Another A. They're like, man, you're smart. I said, well, Jesus, I got the mind of Christ. I can do all things through Christ strengthens me. Amen. Come on. There is an incomplete will of God, but there is a complete will of God. And I want to stand before Jesus. I hope you do too. Stand before Jesus having done the complete will of God. Come on. The complete will of God for my life. You have a complete will for your life. I have a complete will for my life. The minister I was just talking about had a complete will of God for his life. And he was on the road for years. That's a tough life. But it was the complete will of God for his life. And so whatever the complete will of God is for your life, you need to find that and do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, there are two big errors. We've talked a little bit about them that people believe about the will of God. Many, many Christians believe these things and they are absolutely false. One is that everything that happens is the will of God. Oh boy, if you've been around a while, you've heard that. Well, that is absolutely false. You've heard preachers say it. You've heard Christians say it. Well, you know, everything happens is the will of God. No. Absolutely, completely false. Don't blame my God for all that junk out there. Don't blame my God for all that evil out there. Don't you dare. Because my God is good all the time. <laughs> Many things that are happening on earth are not the will of God. Satan is causing all kinds of havoc and chaos. Satan is talking to people all the time to get them to do his will. And many are doing his will. His will. Did you hear me? His will. Not his will. So if they're doing his will on earth, come on, many things that are happening are not his will. Hello? 
Well, I believe the truth is most things, I will say most things happening on the earth are not the will of God. Most. And if we understand that, it will help us tremendously. Many are deceived by the devil because they believe God is causing all the problems. God is causing the chaos. God is causing the evil. They blame it on God so they are deceived by the enemy and the devil loves it. Ooh, they think God did that. Ooh, I got them fooled. Oh man, they are so fooled. They think God did that. Come on now. No, no. What does God want? We, we, this is the name of the series, right? Jesus prayed that thy will be done on earth as in heaven. What's happening in heaven? All good. All good. There is no crime. There is no, there is no hatred. There is no murder. Come on. There is nothing bad happening in heaven. And God's will is that his will is done on earth as in heaven. Nothing bad's happening in heaven. Amen. Amen. Thank God we, we get to go there. But God wants the earth full of his goodness. Goodness. God is good. All the time and all the time. <laughs> I thought I'd get a fill in right there. I was waiting. I was waiting. Come on. Now, in the end, yeah, I need all the time up there, right? Yeah. In the end, right, everything that happens on earth will be the will of God. Everything. In the end. It's all going to be the will of God. Ooh, not going to be a day. Everything on earth will be the will of God as Jesus reigns as king forever. Hallelujah. And I believe that's coming very soon. And everything done on earth will be the will of God. But that's not happening right now. Because people are bowing down to Satan all the time. You can hear an easy place to find that is in rock stars. A lot of rock stars said, yeah, I sold my soul to the devil. Absolutely. Because I'm rich and famous now. And I did it. Yeah, absolutely. They know what they're doing. A lot of them know what they're doing. And they're living for this life. They're living for riches and fame. And that's their life. And that's what they'll get. And then they'll go straight to hell. Hello? So yeah, a lot of people are obeying Satan. A lot of people are living his will out perfectly. <laughs> but I want to live his will out perfectly. The complete will of God. Amen. Another error we've talked about, error, if I said that right, error, people believe, is that God's will is too mysterious for us, mere humans. Also completely false. God's will is not hard to understand at all. If you think it's so hard to understand, you'll never do it. It's easy to understand. And so we renew our minds to his will. We are supposed to do that, right? We're reading it now. Can, Renew our minds. Why do we need to renew our minds to his will? If his will is too mysterious. <laughs> it's so mysterious. We just can't understand. No, the Bible says renew your mind. So you'll find his will. You, you get in the word of God. Come on. And you hear what God's will is. You find out what God's will is and you do it. Simple, right? Yeah, not always, but it is simple when, when, we real, when we are, our heart is fully committed to him. 
Come on. We, 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 we are supposed to renew our minds, right? Well, that's another thought. Why, why should we pray? To find God's will. Why should we ask God? What did we talk about last week? Uh, inquiring of God for his will. Why do, we, why do we inquire of God? To find out his will. We inquire. Well, if everything, if, if God's will is too mysterious, we can't understand it. Then why should we pray to understand his will? Come on, we, we talked about David, right? David said, do you want me to go up to the cities in Judah? Yes, go. And then David said, uh, where do you want me to go? <laughs> and he said, Hebron. He found the perfect will of God. Hello? Come on. He had renewed his mind to know he was supposed to ask God for his will. And he was supposed to hear it and do it. Simple. <laughs> Amen? We make things way too complicated. It's not that complicated, right? God reveals his will to us. How does he reveal his will to us? Well, uh, we, we, we'll probably get into this more later. But primarily, I should say there's two main ways. Holy Spirit reveals God's will to us, right? One major way, the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. God didn't tell me to go to Iowa in the Bible. He said, pray and ask me for my will. He said, ask Right? Ask, seek, and ask, seek, and knock, and you will find. And I was doing that. Ask, seek, and find. We were doing the will of God that we knew from the Word of God. In that process, He told us to go to Iowa. After you know, I can't go in the whole story again. <laughs> but though the Holy Spirit led us, the Holy Spirit led me to go. Right? Holy Spirit was revealing the will of God to me. So one, one primary way that we hear, we, re, we get the will of God is, is we, we have the Holy Spirit reveal that to us. But the main way that we need to be in and that will get us attuned to the Holy Spirit because we're attuned to the word of God. So the word of God is the primary way we get the will of God. I mean, the primary way with a capital T-H-E. <laughs> the word of God is the primary way. That's where we're going to find the will of God the most. Come on now. God's word is God's will. If we don't care what this says, then we don't care what God says. We don't care about his will. Hello? And, and the sad truth is, most, most people, including Christians, are very ignorant of this Bible right here. <laughs> I've been around a while, right? Very ignorant. I mean, wow, woo! Come on. No, we do not want to be ignorant of this. This is the primary way we find the will of God, renewing our minds with what God said. And I'll tell you what will happen as you do that. The Holy Spirit has a lot more to work with. Because <laughs> the Holy Spirit will speak this to you. And he'll bring things to your remembrance, as the gospel says. He'll bring things to your remembrance. And you'll be, you'll be trying to decide on something and some scripture will come up inside of you. Hello? Why? Because the Holy Spirit brought it to your remembrance. <laughs> trying to get us into the will of God. Come on now. But this is the primary place you're going to find his will. 
And we've talked a little bit about this already in the series, you know, especially I think it was the second week we talked about giving thanks and God says, give thanks in everything. That is God's will. So we found God's will and then we did it. Remember, we gave thanks. And he says, in everything. So we sang new songs. Sarah sang new songs. I sang new songs. We give thanks in the office. We gave thanks in the car. We give thanks. I mean, we had all kinds of things going on up here. We were singing a new song unto the Lord, which is also the will of God. Hello? Does the Bible say that? Sing a new song unto me. See what I'm saying? Things we do around here are the will of God. We just don't do them to do them. We do them because it's the will of our Father. Right? When we sing a new song unto the Lord, it's because it's the will of God. And also in that, we were being led by the Holy Spirit. And see how that works? We knew the word of God and then the Holy Spirit led it. And as I'm singing a new song of the Lord, I'm thinking about the scripture. Get that? So the spirit and the word coming together. Come on. The spirit and the word. Oh, I tell you, you want to find the will of God. You need the Holy Spirit and you need the word. Woo! We renew our minds through his word and the Holy Spirit says, yeah, you remember what? You remember what I said? No, he'll say, I said. You remember what I said in the Gospel of John? You remember what I said in the book of Colossians? You remember what I said? The Holy Spirit said it. These, these words are inspired by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And you remember what I said in the book of Ephesians? Come on. And then we're led right in smack dab into the will of our Father. Woo! Come on now. I'm preaching better than green. I get out my amen button. Amen. Thank you, youth group. <laughs> Come on. If we're ignorant of the word, we're going to be tricked. We're very easily tricked. Even by preachers. We're tricked. Come on now. That's why we need to know this very, very, very well. For ourselves. Amen. And once we find God's will, come on, we find God's will in his word, we do not back off of it. And we don't let anybody steal it from us. No one. We let no one steal the word of God from us. We let no one steal the will of God. This is the will of God. Amen. The will of God. We could just say the will of God. <laughs> we say the word of God all the time. You could just also say the will of God is right here. And so when we find the will of God, we do not back off of it. We stand up for it. We, 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 we do not let anybody steal it from us. Come on. I've told you the story before. I'll tell it again. You know me. I, get, I, I got saved. I was on fire for Jesus. I was learning the word of God. I was feeding. I was growing. I was, woo, Jesus. And I was growing in the word of God. And what happens? As I'm working at 7-Eleven. Why did, why did he come up to me? Why, why, did, why did he come to me? A Jehovah's Witness comes up to me and starts telling me his stuff. I'm like, what? Huh? Come on. And then, I don't, I, you know, I've never really thought about this much. He ends up at my house. How did he know where I lived? I don't even know. 
He comes to my house to tell me about his doctrines. And thank God I knew enough of this already to go, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, 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 let me tell you something. <laughs> Amen. Come on. He was trying to steal the word from my heart. Come on. There's a lot of false doctrine out there. And there's a lot of cults. And I, I, I tell you what, it's dangerous stuff. It is dangerous stuff. I want to stick with God. I want to stick with the truth. And once I find out the truth, come on, I am sticking with it. Once I find out God's will, I am sticking. I don't care who comes along my way. I'm like, oh, you think, you, know, you get people nowadays, a lot of people call themselves apostles and they call themselves all kinds of things, you know. I'll tell you what, you come in and say, I'm an apostle and you, you are wrong. <laughs> oh, well, let's look at that. Let's look at that. I've had people sit in my office and talk with them about the word of God. People who, ooh, they wanted to tell me how wrong I was. And boy, I ripped them to shreds. Because I know the word. And I said, oh, yeah, what about this? Oh, uh, what about this? Well, you know, and what about this? Oh, and what about that? Oh, and pretty soon they're walking out the door. Why? Because they're there to trick me and deceive me. And it ain't happening. Because I've stuck with this and I'm a sticking with it until the end. Now, if I, if I, if I need correction, I got no problem with that. Amen. But I tell you what, I got to see it and I got to see it good right in the word. Amen. I got to see it. You got you to gotta show me some scripture. And not twist it on me either. Hello. Ooh, I've had people try and twist it all over the place. I'm like, woo, you are twisting it up. And I'm like, remember Satan quoted scripture to Jesus. <laughs> so just because you're quoting scripture to me, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, you're quoting scripture, but let's, let's break this down. Ooh, they don't like to break it down. <laughs> Ooh, they don't like to break it down. That's when it, ooh, oh, you don't want to break it down. Why don't you want to break this down? Why don't you want to look further into this? Oh, oh, so you're, you're just here to deceive me. Okay. Come on. I'm going to stick with the word. Amen. Because the word is his will. And you're not going to find his will without the word. Amen? You got to have his word. You got to know his word or you will be tricked. Come on. Now, now, well, wow, I've, I've got a few, few minutes in here so far. <laughs> All right, let's look at a couple, couple more thoughts here. We'll try, we'll, try, we'll try my best to go through these fast. You know, you know me, fast, you know, whatever that is, right? Let's look at someone who did not trust God's will. Let's look at Matthew or chapter 19. You have a famous passage here about the rich young ruler. You've heard of the rich young ruler. Matthew 9, 19, right? Where's our verse? Oh, there it is. Matthew 19, 16. 
Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he, Jesus, said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. I love that. He gives the glory right to God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness on your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, I haven't looked that word up, but I don't doubt it's the word complete. Probably, you know, a better translation probably is complete, but we'll, we can look at that later. Go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Hence why he's called the rich young ruler. And there's other, there's other um, uh, gospels that tell the same story. So if we go into all that, you can get more different parts of the story, right? The gospels give us different sides of, of these stories. But this, this rich young man heard the will of God right from the mouth of Jesus himself. Did he hear the will of God? Did he do the word of God? He would not do the will of God, even though he knew what to do. <laughs> Come on. And he missed out on the blessing of God. And very, very possibly he missed out on heaven. Hello. Jesus said, come follow me. And he said, oh, I got all my stuff here and I follow Jesus. I got a good on the road. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Oh, I can't do it. Jesus can't do it. Come on. And he went off with his stuff. And I've said this for years. You know, it's very possible that this, I mean, it's very possible this man would have been the 12th disciple if he had stuck with Jesus. Remember, we lost a disciple, Judas. <laughs> Judas betrayed Jesus and committed suicide and they had to replace him. And they cast lots to replace him. Which, uh, they see, that's one of the, <laughs> that's a whole other story right there, right? Yeah. Biblically speaking, casting lots isn't the best way to do things. But it's what they knew. A lot of times people do what they know until they find out that's not it. You ever heard of putting out fleeces? They did that in the Old Testament. Put out a fleece. That means you say, if, if 12 red cars drive by right now on the road, I'm going to go to China. And then 12 red cars drive by on the road and you're off to China. And it was never God's will. Because you put out a fleece. That's what it's called. That's not, that's not New Testament living. Come on now. And lots, casting lots aren't New Testament living. But it's what they knew. They hadn't got their minds renewed yet. Remember, they just got saved. <laughs> They're brand new. You can see baby Christians do all kinds of weird things, right? What are you doing there? No, we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> Come on now. But they cast lots for the new disciple. And, and what if this rich young ruler had been following Jesus wholeheartedly since that time right there? 
whatever his name was, we'll just call him Joe. What if his name was Joe? And he had followed after Jesus from this point right here. Instead of going away sorrowful, he went away sad. Come on. He, he, wanted, to, he wanted Jesus a little bit, right? But he went away sorrowful. Before he had great possessions. He went away sorrowful. What if he had said, yes, Jesus, I'm in. I'm all in. Woo! And Joe goes off with Jesus and Peter and John and James. And for the rest of Jesus' earthly ministry, Joe is right there. And he doesn't take his eyes off of Jesus. <laughs> Remember, Elisha said, I'm not, I'm not taking my eyes off you, Elijah. He says, the, Elijah says, I'm going to go over here and pray. You, you, you just stay here. And Elisha says, <laughs> no way, buddy. I'm going right with you. <laughs> Come on. And what if, what if Joe had said, I'll be following you, Jesus, all the way. And Jesus is like, I I'm going to go over here and pray. And Joe's like, I'm with you, Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus is like, wow, this guy is serious. Did you hear me? This guy is serious. And then when Judas commits suicide, they go, we've got to have with the 12 disciples. Joe, <laughs> Joe, you're perfect. You've been, I mean, you are, oh, you love Jesus. Come on, Joe, you are in, let's go. And now Joe is a 12 disciples. He gets to sit on one of the 12 thrones in heaven forever by Jesus. But he went away sorrowful. Ooh, that's a whole message right there, isn't it? Choices. Come on, we talked about choosing yesterday at the men's breakfast. You got to choose, right? Like we got we to gotta choose to worship God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. God's not going to make you do it. No. no. We talked about, we talked about the, the angels in heaven, the, the, ones, the, the different creatures, the amazing creatures <laughs> with eyes all within. They, they, I mean, there's creatures we have not seen. And they're in heaven's throne room and they're saying, holy, 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 Lord God, who is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And it says they cease not to do that day and night. And I said, they're choosing to do that. It doesn't say God made them say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Who was and is and is to come. Why are they choosing to do it? Woo, because of God. And they're, they're in God's presence. And they can't stop saying it. Woo, and they, they are choosing to worship God. Come on, with everything in them. Whatever type of creatures they are. <laughs> they are choosing that. And we got to choose, amen? Everything we do is a choice. I mean, I could preach on that for a few, few, few hours. We might take that road for a while. Everything we do is a choice. And the best path, of course, is to choose God's will. Come on now. We got to make the right choices, saints. Amen? The right choices. This man, ooh, did not make, oh man, talk about a bad choice. 
I mean, wow. You could list that up in the category of worst choices ever made right here. That'll go down in eternity as one of the worst choices, maybe in the top 10. Worst choice ever made. Whoo. If he had trusted the will of God, he would have done it. Amen. Trust is faith. Faith is trust. Well, this man did not have faith in Jesus. He wouldn't go all in, right? He really didn't want the will of God. Did he, did he act like he wanted the will of God? Oh, absolutely. He goes up to Jesus. What, what do I do to inherit eternal life? I want your will, Jesus. Whatever you, woo, you, you, you are Jesus. You are the good teacher. You are, woo, I, I want to do what you want me to do. And then he finds out, what, <laughs> he finds out what Jesus wants him to do. And he's like, well, that's the one thing I can't do. Come on, why? Because his heart was in his possessions and not in Jesus. Hello. Well, no, he was just a pretender. Hello. He was a pretender. Well, every Christian needs to go all in. Amen. I say it all the time right here. It, real Christianity is all in. Real Christianity is not on, on the fringe. You know, the fringe. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm out here on the fringe. No, real Christianity, come on, right there. I'm all in for God. I'm right smack dab in the will of God. I'm going all the way with God. That's real Christianity. Whoo, that's what I want. Amen. I don't want to be pretender. He was a pretender. So we, we have to truly want his will to get his will. We have to truly want it, right? We humble ourselves before God. We talked about that the first week, right? The, the primary way, the, the first step in finding the will of God is you have to humble yourself. And you have to bow your knees unto God and you have to say, whatever your will is, Father, I am all for it. I am in on it. I, I want it. And he found it and he wouldn't do it. Whatever God says to you, you say, yes, sir. Now your flesh is going to fight that. Come on. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Whew, the spirit wants to do it. The spirit on the inside of your born again Christian, your spirit is saying, yeah, come on, let's do it. <laughs> and your flesh is saying, ooh, I don't know about that. Well, he went with his flesh. Come on now. We have to have every intention of doing God's will. What does that mean? We're not pretenders. That means in our heart of hearts, we want the will of God. We want it. I mean, we want it more than anything. He wanted riches more. He wanted that more. We want God's will more than anything. Come on now. That's, that's how it's supposed to be. And God knows our hearts, doesn't he? He knows if we're all in. And our inner being should cry out to God to get his complete, perfect will. Amen. Now, you want to look at somebody who did completely trust God? The will of our father. Look at Abraham in Genesis 22. 
Genesis 22, verse 9. Now, of course, this is the story of Abraham sacrificing Isaac. And, and Abraham trusted God's will completely. So he went to do God's will. So we'll pick it up here in Genesis 22, 9. When they came to the place of which God had told them, Abraham, Isaac, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God. Seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Of course, this is a type and shadow of Jesus, right? God gave his only begotten son. Abraham gave his only son. And it goes right into the gospel. But we, for a couple things to recognize that here. Abraham was willing to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. Come on. He waited 25 years for Isaac. We, we know the promise to Abraham was that he would be the father of many nations and he had no children. <laughs> Hello. That's not going to work too well. He finally has his son to, to, to start being a father of many nations. And now God says you have to sacrifice your son. Well, you talk about fighting the flesh. But look at what he did. Whoo! Abraham found out the will of God to sacrifice Isaac. And what did he do? Go to do it. He set out to do the will of God, the complete will of God. He trusted God completely. Did you get that? Abraham was not a pretender. Here's the real deal. <laughs> Abraham is the real deal. Come on now. Who the rich young ruler was not the real deal. And we found that out because Jesus said, this is what you need to do. He said, no, he's not the real deal. Abraham is the real deal. And, and of course, it didn't start here, right? We know a little bit more about Abraham. We can read Abraham a lot. But Abraham had been learning how to trust God for quite a while. Come on now. It's a, it's a pathway to learn how to trust God, isn't it? I've been learning how to trust God more and more all the time. There's, there's, a, there's a pathway to learn how to trust God. Well, remember Abraham was first told to leave Ur, his home, Ur, his country, Ur. And he said, God said, get out of your country, leave and go to the place that I will show you. That's the will of the Father, isn't it? What does he do? He does it. <laughs> he does the will of the Father. He leaves Ur. If Abraham doesn't leave Ur, if Abraham does not listen to the will of God, if Abraham does not do the will of God, we are not talking about Abraham right now. <laughs> Unless maybe in a negative way. <laughs> yeah. Remember that Abraham guy who didn't listen to God and, and he, he ended up like the rich young ruler? Hello? Now, Abraham is 
famous forever. Why? Because he completely trusted the will of God. I'll say it again for the people in the back. Abraham is now famous forever. We are going to be talking about Abraham forever. Why? Because he completely trusted the will of God. How do we know he completely trusted? He did it. The rich young ruler did not do it. Hello? We're going to be talking about him forever because he did God's will. He found out God's will and he did it. I'm trying to wrap it up. What are you saying today, PV? I need Griffin here to say it. <laughs> he likes to say that. What are you saying today, PV? If you don't know, that's Pastor Vern. He gets a little confused. What's PV? I'm saying we need to trust in God's will completely. I got one amen on that. Thank you. And that's going to take faith. Hello? Trust is faith. Faith is trust. Peter walked on water because he trusted God's will when Jesus said, come on the water, come on out. And he trusted God's will, which is his word. God's word is God's will. Jesus spoke, Peter trusted the will, and he walked out on water. Thank you for the silence. <laughs> Abel offered a better sacrifice than Cain because he trusted God's will. Come on. Abel understood he was supposed to bring the first and the best. So he did. He had God's will. So he brought the first and the best and Cain got mad and killed him. Come on. But Abel understood God's will so he did it. <laughs> Come on now. Noah built an ark because he trusted God's will. I mean, you talk about build an ark. What? Why? Why am I building this huge boat? And everybody around me is like, Noah, what's happening here? <laughs> what's happening here? Okay, Noah, all right. <laughs> now, I don't think the Bible says specifically that people ridiculed him. But you got to imagine people are like, Noah, wow, that Noah guy, he's something, isn't he? <laughs> Look at that thing he's building. Wow. He said God said to build it. Well, you know, I guess if God said it, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You know? <laughs> Ooh, come on now. If you're going to do God's will, people are going to say that about you too. Oh, oh, you, you do that. Oh, you, you know, you could go through all kinds of things, right? I've had people make fun of me for all kinds of things. Oh, you still read that Bible? Who? You still study that Bible? Who? You still go to church? Who? You still give your tithes to the church? Who? You I mean, on and on and on, right? You still do that? Come on. Yeah, because I trust God. And God said it, so I'm going to do it. Because I found out his will, and I want to do his will. Noah said, I found the will of God, so I'm going to do it. He trusted, right? How do we know he trusted? He did. 
Come on. Real trust, real faith has what? Movement. Action. <laughs> there's movement. There's something happening. There's, there's some movement involved. There's action. Faith without works is dead, right? We know when someone actually has faith when they're a moving. They're a doing. Come on now. They actually trust the will of God. Abraham, we see he actually trusted God. He did it. Noah, we see he trusted. Abel, we see he trusted God's will. I'll tell you what, very, very few people trust God's will completely. And again, if you want to be in the elite group, you want to be in the elite Christian seals, just say, God, whatever you say, that's whatever you say. Whatever you say. Woo! The Christian seals. Come on. If you want to be famous forever, trust completely in God's will. Hello? If you want to find your name in the book of Acts, I found the book of Acts right here. If you want to find your, well, let's go to the end of the book of Acts. Come on. Let's go to the end. <laughs> See, I believe the book of Acts is still being written. I believe we're going to see a lot more in eternity of all the acts done for Jesus. Come on now. And I want to be found here at the end. Acts 28, 24 is our, well, no, sorry. Acts 28, 31 is our last verse in Acts. I want to be found written in there. <laughs> Come on now. When we, hear, when we get to heaven and then all these other stories are told from 2,000 years of history after Jesus had been resurrected and we hear story after story and miracle after miracle and we see the people that were healed. We see the people that, went out, that stepped out in faith because they trusted God's will and they went to this country and they did this and they did that and they did this. Why? Because they trusted God's will and miracles happened and people were reached and souls were reached and people came to heaven because someone took a step of faith? Come on. Hello? Anybody out there? You got home eating ham. <laughs> Come on. You want to make the book of Acts? You're going to have to trust God's will completely. Which means you're going to do God's will. We got to trust God in order to find his complete will. You will not find God's complete will if you're not willing to trust him Completely. The title today is Trusting Hearts. <laughs> trusting Hearts. You're not going to find God's will without a trusting heart in Him. No pretending. What's a pretender? A hypocrite. That is a pretender. That is what a hypocrite is. Hypocrite means you put on a mask. Right? Well, I want to be in the camp that is trusting God's will completely and wants to do God's will completely and is like Abraham that says, whatever you say, God, that's what I say. I'm with you all the way. And that's the real deal. That's the real deal. Abraham was the real deal. Come on now. Noah was the real deal, wasn't he? You don't do what he did unless you're the real deal. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. And we get to talk about those guys forever. We get to talk about all kinds of saints forever because of they, they trusted God completely. You see, God is not trying to lie to us, is he? 
He's not going to let it. He's not going to trick us. He's not going to hurt us. That's not his point in anything of his will. He's not trying to hurt us, trick us. He is trying to get us blessed. He is trying to get us into his complete, perfect will. Come on. I was, I was thinking about this. You know, looking back at my Christian life, you know, like I was saying, the will of God is not hard to understand. The problem is people don't want to do it. So I was looking, I was thinking about the steps I took along my Christian path. Not that I didn't make mistakes, but just as an example of taking steps of trusting God's will that got me here today. Come on. There, there's things I did because I found out it was God's will. And I simply chose to do it. <laughs> so I studied the word of God because God said to study his word. That's in there. Study to show yourself approved, the workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God's will is that we study his word. So if we don't want to study his word, we don't want his will. Hello. I prayed because God said to pray, right? We could talk about prayer for hours, but he says, ask, seek, knock, you'll find. And the door will be open unto you. You got to ask. James says, ask, you don't have because you didn't ask. So I'm like, oh, I need to ask. I will ask. I'm going to choose to ask. We talked about last week, inquire of the Lord. That's the will of God. <laughs> you see how simple this is? Come on. I served at my church because God said, be a servant in the body. Serve your brothers and sisters. Serve them. So I said, you know what? Where can I serve? I chose to serve because it was God's will. You get this? I gave because God said to give. I trusted God's will, so I did it. I said, okay, God, you said bring the tithes. You said honor the Lord with the first fruits of your increase, so I did it. I chose, right? I chose. I chose to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. When I heard you could be baptized in the Holy Spirit and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, as Jesus said, you shall be baptized in the Holy Spirit not many days hence. And they were baptized in the Holy Spirit and they all began to speak with tongues and pray and prophesy. Woo! And I said, where can I sign up? Let me sign on the dotted line. <laughs> and I ran to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit and been praying in tongues ever since. Why? Because I found out it's God's will and I said, I take it. I, it's mine. I choose it. I will do it. Amen. I'm just saying these are steps that I've taken in my life. Paul said, follow my faith. Come on now. What well, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I gave thanks. He said, God said to give thanks in everything. So what do we do in everything? We give thanks. Why? Because it's God's will. And so I chose. <laughs> you getting this, right? I chose. I chose to give thanks. Even when the flesh didn't want to, right? Come on. I chose. I chose. I, I, I raised my hands in worship because the Bible says, lift your hands unto God. 
Hello? We go through that for a while. But the Bible says, lift your holy hands unto God. And so like when I went to my first spirit-filled church, you know, where they were on fire for God, I'm like, what's happening around here? And they're, whoo, and they're worshiping God and they're on their faces and then they're back up and then they're on their faces and they're lifting their hands and they're praising God with a loud voice. Never seen it before, right? Never seen it. I'm like, and then not only that, I found it in the word. I'm like, wow, these guys are actually doing the word here. Look at this. Well, I, and then what I do, I chose to do it. I chose to do it. I remember the first time I lifted my hands to God. I'm like, first time. Been doing it ever since. <laughs> Come on now. That is the will of God. So if we say, well, and we've had many people do it, right? Well, we don't. In fact, churches will kick you out for doing it. But we don't do that in this church. You don't do that in this church. Okay. That's all right. I'll go to the church. <laughs> you walk out like this. <laughs> I surrender. <laughs> well, that, I, I actually love that illustration of when you're lifting your hands to God, you're saying, I'm surrendered. I'm surrendered to you, Father. I'm all yours. Oh, come on. Let's just lift our hands to God right now. Come on. Lift your hands to God. Surrender to him. Say, Father, I surrender to your will. I am all yours. I am completely yours. I trust your will. I want to do your will. I only want your will. Amen. Woo. Amen. That's the will of God. So what? We do it. <laughs> Woo, I'm having fun. We just go all day. I forgave because God said to forgive. That's the will of God. I've had Christians say, well, I will never forgive them. Like, oh. <laughs> would you like to read the word with me? Jesus said, forgive. Paul said, forgive. We could go on and on, couldn't we? Forgive, forgive. And you say, I don't, I'll never forgive them. What is happening? Well, obviously you don't trust God's will. You don't trust his word. No, you forgive. Not that you have to trust the person, right? We talk about that often. People, some, sometimes a lot of uh, uh, wives have been um, uh, in bad relationships for a long time because they said, well, I just got to forgive him. And then they get beat again. That's not what God's saying. Hello? God is saying, you forgive. You get out of that. You don't, don't, don't sit there and get beaten. But you don't have to trust him again. But you can forgive him. And vice versa. Either way, right? Either way. Woman, forgive a man. A man, forgive a woman. Either way. We forgive. Amen? We are forgivers. It doesn't mean I trust everyone who's been in my life that I had to forgive. You're going you're gonna to trust a thief? Well, maybe if he works, you know, some trust back in somehow, right? <laughs> I've had a lot of thieves. I worked at 7-Eleven for 12 years. I know a lot of thieves. <laughs> but but I, I, I forgive them 
Amen? Am I going to trust them? Probably not. <laughs> right? That's the will of God. Forgive. God's will is to love. Like I said, we love the sinner. We don't hate anybody. Nobody. Right? We hate nobody. We love. We are full of love. And the, but we tell the truth in love. Right? So if we say, a lot of this is the toleration of sin thing. You say, that is wrong in God's eyes. And God says that is wrong. And so really, I'm, I'm loving you by telling you this. And today they say, you're hating me because you told me that's wrong. No, 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 no. I'm actually loving you because God says that's wrong. And so you're committing sin against God and it's wrong. So God says, stop that. Hello? So I'm loving you by telling you the truth. Well, no, you hate me because you told me that's wrong and I want to do it. Well, the brain is broken. <laughs> brain is broken, right? You hate me because you told me that's wrong. No, I love you because I told you it's wrong. You don't understand that. That's, that's because you've been listening to lies. And you've been listening to Satan. And Satan is the father of lies. And, and we know from science now that brains get broke when you continue feeding on lies. <laughs> Come on now. That's why we got to feed on the truth. And the more we feed on this, woo, the more we find God's complete will. Where was I? Come on. I, I, the things I was talking about are the will of God. We could go to scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture. We could teach on each one of those things for hours. Hours. I, we could teach on prayer for hours. We could teach on giving thanks for hours. I could teach on being baptized in the Holy Spirit for hours. I could talk on forgiveness for hours. That is the will of God from Scripture. A few things that are known will of God. Written, finished, done, no question. <laughs> are you doing those few things. <laughs> you know, a good, a good sermon has to have application. Application time, right? Am I actually doing the will of God? Are you applying application in your life? Come on now. And so I, I look at these things that I've done and I don't give glory to myself. I just say, I just did the will of God. Come on now. And like I said, not that I didn't make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes along that right path. What do you do? You repent and you keep on that path and you say, yep, I'm still doing this. I'm doing that. I'm trusting God. I'm loving God. I'm forgiven. I'm giving thanks. I'm praying in tongues. I'm praying in English. I'm serving in my church. I'm studying the word of God. I'm giving. I'm, being, I'm praying in tongues again. I'm giving thanks. I'm raising my hands unto God. I'm forgiven. I'm loving. Come on. And you just keep taking those steps that we know we could go through a lot more, of course. But we, we know they're the will of God, so we trust his will completely, so we do it. Who glory. I'll tell you what, you want the complete will of God, you're going to have to do 
the, the understood basic will of God. How's God going to send you someplace? How's God going to say, go to China? You don't even want to do the basic will of God. <laughs> Come on now. How's God going to say, go to Iowa? You don't want to do the basic will of God. Hello. Come on. The more we commit to him, Abraham learned how to trust God. Abraham took those steps and he learned how to trust God. And Abraham was promoted because he did the will of God and he, he kept taking the steps of trust in God's will. And he kept taking those steps and God was able to use him, come on, to change the whole earth. We read he's the father of faith. We talked about that for weeks. Come on, through the seed of Abraham. Come on, through the seed of Abraham, we are blessed. Abraham's listed all over this word because he did the will of God. He simply trusted God and did it. Trusted. <laughs> Whoo. I'm driving at home, right? I'm driving at home. Trust is faith. Faith is trust. We got to trust completely. We can't think God is trying to trick us all the time. God, I don't know. I, I know I saw that in the word, but uh, are, you, are you trying to trick me? Uh, no, he's not trying to trick you. He's trying to get us onto the perfect path, onto that perfect narrow path that leads to life. And then we look back, woo, we look back and we say, how did I get here? And you look back and you say, well, all I did was the will of God. <laughs> Come on now. I look at how I'm here and I'm like, how did I get here? And I look back and all I can say is I did the will of God. When I knew it was the will of God, I did it. Raise your hands unto God. Okay, I will. Forgive. Okay, I will. Keep loving those people, even though they stabbed you in the back ten times. Keep loving. Okay, I will. Amen. Hallelujah. Trust in God's will. Trust completely. Come on and be a doer of it. Ooh, that's, that's powerful stuff there. That's powerful. I'll give you one final thought. I thought of Mary, right? Mary, the mother of Jesus. Is she famous forever? <laughs> what did she say? Be it unto me according to your word. You could say, right, according to your will. Right? Did she fight against? You're going to have a baby. And she's like, I'm a virgin. That doesn't work. You're going to have a baby. He's going to be the savior of the world. Okay. Be it unto me according to your word. Did she trust completely? Did she fight God? Well, you know, <laughs> it's not going to work. Because, uh, you know, they stone people to death for adultery and, uh, whoo, that's not good. I'm not looking to die today or tomorrow or the next day. So, God, I don't know about this. Let's have a discussion, God, about this. Maybe I can change your mind about this, God. 
No, she found out the will of God. She found out the will. Now, you can have discussions with God about some things. But when you find out the will of God, you say, yes, sir. Come on now. You find out the will of God, you say, yes, sir. Mary said, yes, sir. Whatever you want, that's what I want. Come on. She received the will of God into her life. She said, I will do it. I am yours, God. I trust you completely. And now she is also famous forever. And we'll be looking at Mary, talking to Mary forever, going, wow, Mary. Wow. We're going to Abraham going, wow, Abraham. Woo. We'll be going up to Paul. Woo, Paul. Come on. Hallelujah. You believe this? Oh, I believe it wholeheartedly. We're going to see all the real deals, right? Mary was the real deal. She was no pretender. Abraham was the real deal. Noah's the real deal. I want to be in with the real deals. But the only way we're going to do that, come on, the only way is to trust him completely with all, all, come on, all of our hearts. And how do we know we trust him with all of our hearts? We don't kick and scream against God. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you get anything today? I believe. I believe. Come on. I, you know, these messages have been flowing together. And I had no plan on naming them as we've named them. But I'm like, boy, these, these, these are really flowing well into the will of God. Let's look. Look at these um, names of these. I can't, can't find it. I'm trying to find it on, on uh, YouTube here. I must be on the, I'm in the wrong spot. You know these apps. Sometimes it takes a while to find the right spot. As in heaven. So we had humble hearts first, right? We had thankful hearts. We had inquiring hearts. Now we have trusting hearts. Well, you want, you want some will of God in your life? Have a humble heart. Have a thankful heart. Have an inquiring heart. We ain't done yet, but boy, we are on a good path. If you want, if you want the will of your father, those are essential steps to find it. Amen. You know me, I always like to end with a call for salvation. Salvation begins with trust in Jesus, right? That's where it all begins. We trust in Jesus. We put our trust that he has paid the price for us. That he did die for us. Come on. He did pay the price in full. He did redeem us from the curse of the law. He did pay the price for the forgiveness of our sin. He did make us joint heirs with him. He did bring us into the kingdom of God. He did make us children of God as we trust in him. As, as we always read in John 1, he gave he's, everybody has the right to become a child of God. We all have the right 
And how do we get, how do we partake of our right? We trust in what he did. Right? You, you can't work your way into salvation, but you can trust what he did. As I always say, it often isn't accepted even in the church anymore. We're saved unto good works, but we're not saved by good works. You will never work your way into God's presence. But once you are saved, when you get filled up with God, you want to do good works. Amen. But it all begins, Christianity begins with trust in Jesus. Trust in what Jesus did for us. Trust in God's will, what he did, what he said. Come on. We have the word of God here. We have, we have the word of God right there, right? We have to trust those words right there. A lot of people don't trust God's word anymore. I still trust it. And it's proven to be the truth in my life over and over and over and over and over again. So I trust these words. You have to trust what this says right here. To come into salvation, you're going to have to trust what God said. All have sinned, so you trust and know that you have sinned. You trust that Jesus gave us, the wage of sin is death. So eternal death is ahead of everyone who rejects the Lord Jesus Christ, but eternal life is ahead of everyone who calls on Jesus as Lord. You have to trust what that says. God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You have to trust that that is true. Come on. He paid the price while we were enemies of God. And if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart, God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What do you do? When you, when you trust that right there, you act on it. <laughs> you do it. Come on. And you come into salvation. You come into the kingdom of God. You come out of the kingdom of darkness and come into the kingdom of his dear son. When you trust those words, like I did at the age of 19, when I heard this for the first time and I said, wait a second, what? That's, what, that's how Christianity begins? <laughs> I thought it was going to church. I thought it was getting baptized as a baby. No, that's, my book talks about that. It's not about being baptized as a baby. It's not about going to church. That will never bring you to salvation. That will bring you to salvation. And then trusting him the rest of your life will keep you on the right path. Come on. So, have you made Jesus your Lord? Is he your Lord or is he just a nice guy? You know, I've been saying this recently. You must be in Christ to go into heaven. Because without Christ, you can't go there. Because you have to go into Christ because he's the only perfect one in heaven. The perfect man in heaven, right? We're, we're, in the, we're, we're created as mankind. And God had to redeem us as a man. That's why he had to send Jesus as a man. We have to be redeemed through man. We couldn't be redeemed by a cow. As in the Old Testament, right? We couldn't be redeemed by a lamb being sacrificed. We had to be redeemed by the perfect lamb who was Jesus being sacrificed. So we have to go into Christ to go into heaven. If you're not in Christ, you can't go into heaven because he's the only perfect one there. And so we gotta go into him. We gotta, have, we gotta identify completely with him. Amen? So I ask you today, have you 
Have you made Jesus your Lord? Have you come into Christ? If you're not in Christ, you can't go into heaven and be with the Father God forever. So if you want that today, you want salvation through Christ, you want to come into Christ, you want to make Jesus your Lord, you want to put your trust in Him completely. Completely, right? Real Christianity is trusting God completely. If that's you today, you're here, you're online, you want to make Jesus your Lord. Pray this after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I want nothing to do with the kingdom of Satan. I want in your kingdom, God. And now I know the way in is through Jesus. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my Master. Forever I am yours. I give you my all, Father God. I am completely yours. Teach me your ways. Show me your ways. I will walk in them and I will do them. Thank you for making me a new creation. Thank you for giving me eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If that's you today and you've done that for the first time from your heart today, you are, you've become a new creation in Christ. And if you want to be fruitful, I say do these things immediately. You want to grow up fast. You want to be a fruitful Christian for God. Tell someone Jesus is your Lord. Be bold about your faith, number one. Number two, devour the word of God. Get in this. This is your spirit food. You need spirit food for your spirit man. We eat three meals a day usually on food. We need to eat, we need to eat spirit food for our spirit man. Devour this, right? Don't just snack on it. Devour it. As we said much today, this is the will of your father. This is the will of your God. And we got to find out what his will is. And when we find that we need to make an adjustment, we make the adjustment. But we got to have this abiding in us, as Jesus said. Thirdly, be involved in an on-fire church. Don't be in a lukewarm church in these last days. Be part of a church that is full of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be a part of the body because the body needs you and you need the body. Fourthly, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I touched on that briefly today. That is God's will for every Christian. Don't let the devil steal that gift from you. If you want to know more about that, I do have a video online called Receive the Holy Spirit on our, on our Pacific Bible Church YouTube channel. If you want to get on there, you can learn about that today. I'll be happy to pray for you if you want that gift. Fifthly, start serving in the body of Christ. Be a servant not just a, don't just be a talker, be a doer. Sixthly, worship, pray, and praise as much as possible throughout your day. Develop your relationship with God. Talk to Him, praise Him, thank Him throughout your day. Don't forget about God. Amen. If you want to hear from God, you got to talk to Him. Amen. <laughs> Whoo, glory. And seventh, never forget that you belong to God. You belong to Him. He is Lord. If you're a Christian, you have given everything to him and you are completely his. And so he is kyrios in the Greek. He is Lord. And that means you do whatever he says. His will. Not my will. 
but his will be done. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can trust you. You've put faith in us. You gave us faith. You put faith in us. Every man has a measure of faith and we choose to trust you. We choose to put our full trust in you and in your word and in how you lead us. When you speak, Father, we say yes. When we see it in your word, we say yes. We don't fight. We don't fight against what you said, Father. We receive what you said, just as Mary did, just as Abraham did, just as Noah did. We receive what you said and we trust it and we act on it and we do it. And we know, Father, as we do it, the blessing is poured out and we will walk in your complete and perfect will. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us today. I thank you for words from heaven. I thank you as, as we ask for the beginning for words from heaven. I thank you for words that I've never thought of. I thank you, Father, for speaking through me. I, I don't take any credit. I don't take any glory because I know without Jesus, without you, my Father, I deserve hell forever. But I thank you, Father, that you've given me eternal life. I thank you, Father, that you use me in this way. I don't take any of the credit. We turn back as we said we would at the beginning, Father, and as a body, we give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor to our great God belongs forever. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E.org. We hope you join us again next week.